Lynn, thank you for joining us on It Is Written Canada. We are not regular programming, as you can see. We're on a Zoom call, and we have, because we're on lockdown, we have asked a number of guests to come in, and we're having a panel discussion looking at how we can um, see what is in Scripture and uh, what does Scripture tell us about what we're going through with this uh, COVID-19 virus, and how does that fit in? excuse me, with where we are in the last days. And we feel so honored to be working with such a distinguished number of God's people um, to share the love of the Lord with you in, these mom in this momentous time of history. So um, we have Dr. Alan Chichester, who is from the Ontario Conference. He is the Director of uh, Children's Ministries and Sabbath School. And so Dr. Chichester, thank you for joining us. You're we welcome. also have Professor Stephen Reeser, the Chair of Religious Studies at Berman University in Lacombe, Alberta. Welcome, Professor Reeser. Thank you very much. And uh, we also have uh, Professor Kevin Burrell, who is from Berman University, also an Associate Professor of Religious Studies. So thank you, uh, Professor Burrell, for joining us as well. Thanks for having me. So our aim is to have a discussion on how the COVID-19 virus relates to Bible prophecy and end time scenarios found in passages such as Luke 21, Matthew 24, 2 Timothy 3, and also to look at the books of Daniel and Revelation and other passages from scripture. So if you're watching this and you have some questions, uh, concerns, uh, maybe you want to write them in the comments box and when we have future panel discussions, we will be able to address those questions as well. So thank you very much for joining us and thank you for participating in this discussion today. Let's begin with a word of prayer and then we'll drive, dive, dive straight into our questions. Dr. Chichester, I wonder if you could lead us in a word of prayer. Sure, shall we pray? Okay. Heavenly Father, we're so grateful that we can trust you in times of crisis. And as we discuss today, the matters relating to the COVID-19 crisis and the time of trouble and hope that your children can find in you, we surrender our discussions into your wonderful hands. We pray for all of our viewers online that you will be with them and their families and that you will guard and guide and protect and provide for them. Please, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 <clears throat> so when we talk about the time of trouble, I, I really, this is one of um, the questions that, that comes up. Um, is, is this a beginning of the time of trouble? And when we talk about the time of trouble, um, I just want you to be clear about what that term means. Um, the Bible does refer to this, this phrase, time of trouble, 19 times in uh, the King James Version of the Bible. And it, it refers to times of trouble, uh, such as what we find in, in uh, Psalm 9, verse 9, uh, where it says, the Lord also will be our, a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. So you see the children of Israel went through times of trouble, or we see that uh, Joseph went through times of trouble, or, or Paul and Silas. Um, but we're not talking about times of trouble. We're talking about the time of trouble, which, uh, as you probably know, is found in Daniel chapter 12 and verse 1, where it says, At that time 
shall Michael stand up, the great prince, which standeth for the children of thy people. And then it says, um, and there shall be a time of trouble, such as never was since there was a nation, even to that same time. So we're talking about a momentous time of trouble that will come upon the whole earth, and it's unlike any other trouble that has ever occurred in the past. And so let's talk about that. Um, can giving it that context, is this COVID-19, the beginning of the time of trouble? I'm going to start with uh, uh, Stephen Reeser. Well, uh, the, the question of the time of trouble, the, the time of trouble rather than times of trouble, um, is, is, uh, it can be a little difficult uh, to prognosticate about, to look forward to and say, what's this going to look like and what's it going to be? Um, and have we begun uh, this time of trouble? Uh, one of the, uh, the ways that Jesus refers to this is in Matthew 24, and he's referring specifically back to Daniel. And in Matthew 24, uh, Jesus lists a whole, uh, a whole uh, um, world full of trouble, uh, mm -hmm. wars, including famines and earthquakes, and diseases that, that spread around the globe. Uh, and Jesus reminds us that these are the, the beginning uh, of something, um, but that they, that is not yet uh, the the end. So the time of trouble is not simply an accumulation of earthquakes and pestilence uh, and uh, and wars. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, anyone else would like to comment on this? Well, I, I'll join Steve in reference in Matthew chapter twenty four, especially verse eight. All these things are the beginning of sorrow. Uh, the word uh, sorrow can also be translated birth pains. So certainly uh, this is one of the signs within the whole complex of signs. And it's very interesting that the word birth pains can be, can be deduced from the original word, which suggests just like a woman in labor, uh, you have an intensification uh, towards the time of delivery. And certainly, for, from my perspective, what we're seeing is an intensification of global fear uh, since 9-11 to now that points in the direction that people should be aware that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ will come back. But we cannot be definitive in saying that this is the big time of trouble based on the other signs given other places in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Kevin Brown. Um, I'm certainly in accord with what has been said. Uh, the time of trouble we should also understand is something that is not of human origin. Uh, the time of trouble, the time of trouble, in my opinion, is that which is precipitated or that which comes about by God's divine act. So much so that he says, Jesus says that unless the days are cut short, of course, cut short by God himself, no flesh uh, shall be saved. So uh, to say that COVID is the beginning of this time of trouble, um, I would not venture to characterize it as such, but rather within the stream of, of, of troubles that we experience in the world. It's um, just being in a sinful world. So the time of trouble would be differentiated from human initiated or human activity to something that is from, from God's perspective, a response 
in fact, I would say, to the total rejection of the proclamation of, of the gospel message in the last mm -hmm. days. So this is uh, something to, I think, a, a distinguishing mark between times of trouble that we must experience in the sinful world and the time of trouble, which is something of a retributive nature uh, in, the, in the latter part of our history. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Professor Ezer, I see that you're thinking. Well, I'm, I, yeah, I, I appreciate uh, what, uh, what Alan and Kevin have mentioned here, that we have, uh, uh, we have this, this intensification, this movement towards. Um, and uh, Kevin, I, you, you had mentioned, as we were speaking earlier, uh, the beginning of the time of trouble. Sure, it could be. Uh, we, we won't rule that out. Um, but we just, uh, even within our lifetimes, have we've seen that there are periods of, of, um, of difficulty and trouble on this planet that haven't necessarily uh, started the time of trouble. What this is, though, is a, is a reminder for all of us uh, that uh, Jesus' expectation for us when we see times of trouble like this is for us to intensify our work, and that is to preach the gospel. And we need to be we need to be uh, doubling our efforts uh, as we see times like this happen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the seriousness of what we are seeing now from our discussion, I'm seeing that this is an intensification of of these types of events uh, that are spoken about in Matthew 24. Um, and those events, would someone like to read through those events in Matthew 24 that we're referring to? Because we're not just referring to pestilences, which, which this is. This is a, a serious uh, epidemic, pandemic, that has hit all of humanity. Um, and certainly that, that is an increasing thing that we are seeing in the world, where we're seeing these, these viruses uh, coming out of, of nowhere and hitting very rapidly. Um, I see, like, for example, what happened with, uh, with David, uh, where, where he had, had, had sinned and, and the prophet Gad came to him and gave him options. He said, uh, the Lord is not pleased with, with your decision to number the people. And uh, you, there, either there's going to be seven years of, of famine or uh, three months at the hand of, of your enemies, or three days under a pestilence. So a pestilence ravages people very rapidly. And he said, I would rather not put my, my life in the hands of my enemies, but in, in, the, in the hands of God, who is more merciful. And, uh, and so he chose the pestilence. And, and in three days, 70,000 people were killed. Um, so we're, we're seeing in a short space of time, this has this this exponential ability to just grow and grow and grow and just just wipe out so many people and so this is this is terrifying uh, to to so many people so let's let's see what we we find in Matthew 24 would someone like to read those and and really highlight what we're looking at when we say this is the definitive sign perhaps that we're looking for Sure, I, I, I have Matthew 24 here, and I think maybe we should read from verses 6 to 14. Okay. Which are kind of the, the most poignant right now. Uh, and I'm reading from the New King James Version. Mm -hmm. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. 
Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows, or as Alan mentioned, the beginning of birth pains. Mm-hmm. They will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended and will betray one another and will hate one another. There will uh, then many false prophet, prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. Mm. So, um, Kevin Burrell, do you want to comment on those verses that were just read? Oh, Pastor Burrell has has left us momentarily here. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, Stephen, would you like to comment? Uh, well, it's uh, the the progression of of, uh, of events here um, is not necessarily a one after the another kind of a, a situation. Um, Jesus describes uh, wars. There's pestilence, famines, earthquakes. There's tribulation, uh, hatred, people being offended, uh, the false prophets arising, uh, lawlessness abounding, and people's love growing cold. Uh, and there's uh, the uh, the accumulative effect of that. Yes. Uh, something that we do want to be watchful of. Um, but all of that is leading up uh, or, or happens in the context of the primary uh, action that leads to uh, what we view as the end times. And that is um, a global mission to spread the gospel, the good news that Jesus is our Lord and he's our savior and he's coming soon. Mm-hmm. And in, in, all of, uh, in all of our discussions of, what does what will the end look like? Uh, the the things to worry about are none of the other stuff mm-hmm. the that we need to worry about uh, and be concerned with. Is our is the gospel being spread? Are we yeah. spread it where we are? Are we supporting those uh, those people who are uh, in in different parts of the globe uh, doing the the work of preaching the gospel? Yes, good, good. So we're seeing an intensification of darkness in the world, and then light comes on the scene, uh, the preaching of the gospel. Um, Dr. Chichester, would you like to comment on those? Yeah, I um, I think I agree with, um, with Kev- Kevin and Steve that the preaching of the gospel is the sign. Mm-hmm. I um, also go across to Luke chapter 21, 28. Luke uh, 21 is the other passage that lists all of these signs or many of them. And 28 says, when these things begin to happen, stand up and lift up your heads for your redemption draw at night. Mm. And I think in the midst of the crisis of us seeing an intensification of these signs, it gives us assurance that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ will someday soon be here by God's grace. And that necessitates what Steve has spoken to, that we need to do everything we can at this point in time to share the good news of salvation with as many people as we can by God's grace. So what can we do as Christians to, uh, to meet this crisis? What would, are there suggestions uh, from, from you? Well, number one, um, we need to 
remember that we can trust God in the midst of these challenges. Mm-hmm. And uh, earlier I was talking with Kevin and with Stephen, and we spoke about the challenge that as Christians, we live in the world which doesn't allow us to be exempt from these challenges. Mm-hmm. I remember 1989, I was in the island of, of Antigua, mm-hmm. and Hurricane Hugo came through the Caribbean, and I was caught in the midst of the hurricane, uh, on an island I'd never been in a hurricane before, but what I had was the assurance that I could pray and trust God that God would see me through the hurricane. And of course, God came to my rescue. And so Psalm 4 to 6, 1 reminds us that God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Mm-hmm. And I remember that, that experience because we were staying in the Adventist Book Center, our Christian bookstore, and on the very street, a house was lifted up from its foundation, wow. transported across its fence, and planted in the road. But there was no damage done to the Adventist Book Center. Mm-hmm. So God had protected us, those of us who were staying there, by his protective watch care. So we can have assurance that God is going to protect us. The second thing we can do is we can use technology, as we're doing right now, to reach out to our neighbors and friends and give them assurance that God is still in control of this world. We can pray with them. We can share passages of assurance with them. I'm sure Steve may have some other things that he wants to share also. Mm. Uh, thanks, Alan. Those are both really uh, important things to remember. Uh, we also are uh, on the cusp of uh, an unprecedented humanitarian crisis uh, uh, in in Canada. There's uh, there's uh, there's indicators that uh, our economy's in in very difficult uh, shape, uh, which often affects those who are uh, are the most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. This is, this is a, an opportunity for us to preach the gospel uh, in ways that Jesus has asked us to, and that is with our hands and our feet, with our resources. Uh, we, have, uh, we have opportunity. Uh, there are going to be a lot of hurting people. There are going to be a lot of people that are, uh, that are out of work already. Um, and uh, the, the body of Christ uh, here in Canada needs to be very active in, in, uh, in um, showing Christ's love and demonstrating uh, uh, his his grace and people's lives by by intangible ways by helping those in need. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. I also think we need to remember that you know churches have closed, um, schools, universities, some banks, movie theaters, everything is closed. But you know, the gate to heaven is not closed; mm-hmm. it's open, mm-hmm. right? And so the gates of heaven are open and we can get there. And so we need to put our hope in Jesus and because he is our hope. Taking that up. I, I really like that idea. I love, um, mm-hmm. Oh, we're back with Dr. Uh, Burrell. Thank you so much for joining us again. I, I guess there was technical difficulties there. Um, you can hear us. Oh, sorry about that. Yes, I can hear you. I apologize. Not a problem. It's not your fault. Technology does that to us sometimes. It's chipped out there. Yeah, not sure what so um, I just want to ask, um, Alan, can you comment on what Renee just said now? Um, the gates of heaven are open. So are there any Bible texts that you could give us to say, you know, the gates of heaven are still open, even, even though everything is shut, even though we are closed, we're on lockdown, we're in quarantine? Um any assurance from God's word? 
Yes, I would, I would share two texts uh, quickly. Psalm 15. Mm -hmm. uh, the psalmist wrote, Call upon me in the day of trouble, mm. and I will deliver you, and you will glorify my name. Yes. So whenever there is trouble, God says, Call upon me, and I will hear, and I will deliver you, and you will glorify me. Jeremiah 33, uh, verse 3 says, Call unto me. And I will hear an answer and show you marvelous things that you don't know about. And so we have an opportunity of calling on a father who loves us, who is willing to hear and to answer our prayers and deliver us. Mm -hmm. We also have in Romans chapter 8, uh, verses 31 through the 39, and I shall read from the New International Version. What shall we, what then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died, more than that was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Mm. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We're mm. considered a sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced and this is the key uh, verses. These will be the key verses, verses 38 and 39. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation mm -hmm. will be able to separate us from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus our Lord. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. So God loves us. And sometimes in crisis, we ask the question, what is happening for me? Does God care for me? Why is it happening to me? Yes. We have the assurance that whatever challenges we face, the love of Christ for us never, ever changes. And our Father loves us with an everlasting love. Amen. Very, very encouraging. Um, these passages at a time in my life when I was going through some real serious crisis and it was one thing after another it was this I sat down and I was I was just really weeping out to God and and coming to that I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels or principality can separate us from the love of Christ the love of God which is in Christ Jesus that that was such assurance to me personally and um, and God is speaking to to you through God's word through his word in the Bible, that his his love just never gives up. He's going to be there for us. So uh, Kevin Burrell, any comments on, Renee had mentioned that the door of heaven is still open, even though we are on lockdown, even though um, everything is closed, God's door is still open. Any assurance from God's word uh, that you can bring to us from the scriptures? Sure. God's word is so full of assurance for us in times of trouble. One of my favorites has to be John 16, 33, where Jesus says, These things I've spoken unto you that you might have peace. Mm -hmm. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good courage. I have overcome the world. 
So uh, Christ's victory remains uh, relevant for us, even in times of trouble. And he says that we can have the kind of peace going through these crises that others in the world may not have. So the church of God should not be characterized by fear at this time. Certainly we have to be concerned and take precautions. I mean, we should treat this situation like any other um, times of troubles or crises in the world, like natural disasters um, and, and follow protocols and the like. But uh, we should also realize that uh, Christ's victory is once and final. And so no matter what happens, even death, as uh, uh, Dr. Chichester read, even death doesn't have the power to separate us from God's love. And so we can have peace, that kind of assurance in this uh, critical time. So that's a verse that's always assuring for me. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Stephen. Well, a favorite passage that seems uh, timely uh, right now is from Psalm 91. Mm. Uh, it reads, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High will abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him I will trust. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor by the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. No matter what we're faced with, when we abide in Christ, he is a fortress, he's a shelter for us. Mm-hmm. It's certainly uh, true, uh, even, uh, yeah, when, when, no matter what this world is facing, we can mm-hmm. abide and we can shelter in God. So we have hope in God's word. Uh, he gives us promises that we can claim that he is with us uh, through this crisis Maybe one last question that I'd like to ask is this. People are facing uh, financial needs right now, as, uh, as Stephen Reeser had mentioned to us, that, that we are, we're seeing that this is a humanitarian crisis. And, uh, and perhaps some of the people watching this right now uh, are, are saying, I'm worried about finances. Um, what assurance can we get from God's word on that? Anyone would like to uh, to add to that from the panel? I think this is an opportunity for uh, the people of God to ensure that the needs of all within our community is met. Mm-hmm. I think governments are doing the best they can to respond to this situation, um, and uh, but there will be they may not be able to get to everyone. And this is a time where we should use every means possible to reach out to, to each other and to see what needs uh, are existing in our community. This is the time to really demonstrate uh, Christ-like principles. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, when there was a famine in the New Testament uh, time, all of the churches, famine in Jerusalem, in Judea, the churches got together and there was just this outpouring of support for the brothers and sisters in Jerusalem. Um, of course, this is a, a global situation that we face and we have limitations and restrictions, but we can still seek to work within uh, those restrictions to help each other out as best as we can. So this is a time for us to get on the phones, get on the internet and find out the estate of each other, how we are doing so that we can seek to meet the needs of, 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 of uh, those less fortunate in our midst at this time. So this is a time to demonstrate Christ-like, Christ-likeness. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and that journey mm -hmm. to step forward. Absolutely, mm -hmm. absolutely. Mm -hmm. Anyone else like to add to that? I, I agree with Kevin. Now is a time for compassion. Um, I'm comforted by the reality that Paul noted in the book of Philippians, chapter 4, verse 19. My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. And we have the assurance that we can trust God to take care of our needs. And as Kevin has said, we need to connect with neighbors and to find out what is happening. Um, even if it's a situation that we may not be able to supply that need, we may know of someone else who we can link that person to who will be able to provide that need. But now is the time we're all uh, children of God to connect with each other and to do our best to help each other through this crisis. Yes, thank you very much for that. We need to press together, get to know each other's concerns. Um, as Paul said, to, to consider others more important than ourselves. And uh, Renee and I were in a real Canadian superstore the other day, and we had to keep our distance from the person in front of us. But one of our church members was in front of us, and, uh, and he had bags of groceries there. And we said to him, you know, you're bagging them. It was different the way he was bagging them. And he said, oh, I'm dropping them off at people who can't get out. Yeah. And he was himself purchasing with his own money these bags of groceries for different people. He had phoned them, found out what their needs were, and, uh, and he was buying plenty of food and uh, other uh, needs, provisions for other people. So I was, I was really encouraged to see that and uh, to take the initiative. This is not for any upper organization to necessarily take the initiative, but if you can work with another organization, that's great. But for you personally, for us yeah. individually to say, I'm gonna take this, I'm gonna take extreme ownership on this and make myself responsible for meeting other people's needs as much as I can. And there, there are great needs right now. So, and if we can, if we can work together and, and uh, if you have any ideas uh, as you're watching this, please put them in the comments and, uh, and, and perhaps we can uh, get something happening in that direction. So we have run out of time and we're just going to close with a word of prayer. I'm going to ask uh, Kevin Burrell to, to pray for us as, as we close off. Can you do that, Pastor, or, uh, Professor? Heavenly Father, thank you for the time that we have spent together in the last few moments just discussing issues uh, surrounding this uh, crisis that we face uh, globally. We know that you are a God who is in charge. There is nothing that takes you by surprise. And so mm -hmm. our lives are safely in your hands. We believe in Jesus. Our salvation is secure in him. And you call us to peace. Uh, you call us to have peace at a critical time such as this, but also to be engaged actively seeking out those we can assist at this time among our brothers and, and uh, among uh, just in our wider society. And so, Lord, I pray that we will be your hands, we will be your witness, and that uh, the church will, will be taken note of at this time. May we be found praying. May, may we be found um, trusting you. May, be, may we be found as witnesses for you, even at a critical time like this. This may be an opportunity for the church to step forward and to show that we truly represent you. And so we thank you for our discussion. And we pray for the brothers and sisters across the globe that they may have your peace. They may experience hope even at this time of distress. And so in your time, may you bring this crisis to a speedy end. And we thank you for what you will do in Jesus' name. Thank you so much. Um, and thank you all for joining us. 
for joining us from Alberta at uh, Berman University. And, uh, and thank you also, uh, Dr. Chichester, for joining us from your home. We are all separated, but we are joined by this amazing technology which we can use uh, it, at this momentous time you know, in Hearst history that we are maybe divided, but we can still be brought together and uh, communicate with each other. And, and uh, thank you for joining us, those of you who are watching. And I just want to remind you of the words of Jesus, where he told us that it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to watch a video of this podcast, please visit IIW.ca. Or you can go to IIW Canada YouTube and click on the videos tab. Once again, thank you so much for listening.